Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? to be here <laughs> you didn't I didn't ask, ask. <laughs> but I'm I am also happy to be here <laughs> I like pictured that as being more of like I'm so happy to be here <laughs> that was definitely a response not trying to be a response to a question not asked to me <laughs> I am loving the enthusiasm. I'm loving the energy because today we are talking about confidence and feeling sexy. Yeah, we are. This was a really fun conversation. Yes, it was. I love diving into not only confidence, but like the fun part to talk about, which is feeling sexy. Exactly. Something I feel literally every day. I feel like I said that really husky, (laughs) like a husky tone. Feeling sexy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not something I'd say I feel every day. Definitely 24-7, not. <laughs> wake up this way. Yeah, it's something I'm working on. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to say it. I I would say I have never used the word sexy to describe myself. No. And the idea of using that word to describe myself makes me feel like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Exactly. But in like a way I want it to as well, because I think sexy, like it doesn't just mean like sex you know what I mean no it also is like I don't know like in the word sexy it feels like confidence is wrapped up into it absolutely and like passion and fire and yeah <laughs> go Cass yes get it <laughs> on that note I did just tell Emma I bought uh, a fitness pole <laughs> if you will is what it was called online that is so awesome I'm gonna so. You're just going to walk into your apartment and I'll just be using it. Just going to be naked. Flailing. But <laughs> naked and flailing. I'm just going to get like burns from your bones. <laughs> I was reading about that. I think that's a, a thing that happens. Also, if you have a nickel allergy, the one I got <laughs> is not for you, my dear. But I really oh, got it God. because one, I want to find a movement that I really like. Yeah. And my mom has a pole, so I know I like it. Yeah. It's very hard. Um, Those people are ripped. Yes. It's insane. Yes. If you can dance on a pole, if you even can, not well, like even if you could just like kind of do it, you're probably of. insanely strong. Because have you seen, I mean, I'm sure you have where they're like suspended in air, but like pretending to walk in air. Yeah. And that is just fucking core strength. So might I that's where I'll be like 90 days from now is yeah. what I'm picturing. <laughs> um, but in addition to just wanting some movement without having to leave my house, I got it because I do want to kind of explore the idea of feeling confident and sexy. And I think yeah. it's going to be a fun way to do it. It's going to be a fun little journey for you. Yeah. Fun little journey. I mean, I think that's good. You need ways that are not just in the bedroom to like explore what confident and sexy means 100%. and not just looking at yourself in the mirror either saying like, I'm sexy. Yes. Because I think there's so many other ways to feel sexy. Like embodying yeah. those ideas for myself. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm not putting on a show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you thought you yeah. got tickets for a show, but you didn't. It's, it is a, a one woman show. <laughs> You're not with invited. a no person audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if there was an easier way to put that, we can. <laughs> it's just for yourself. I'll be alone. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for you, but talking about feeling confident and sexy. This conversation was fantastic. Truly phenomenal. Today on the podcast, we talked to the amazing, the beautiful Hannah Colt. Yeah. She... She... (laughs) Jinx, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) She was so fun to talk to. I think we got like really good, fun like practices we yeah. could do. So Hannah is a boudoir photographer. I thought you were going to introduce her. I'm sorry. You just do this so much better. <laughs> she is an amazing boudoir photographer who also calls herself an empowerment photographer, which I just think is truly amazing. Her company is called Hannah Rachel Photography, and she's really there to take beautiful pictures, obviously. Um, And in addition to that, she's really there to make sure that the people she's taking pictures of feel confident and sexy, feel beautiful and powerful. It's just, it's just such a selfless practice. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm here for this other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, we talk about this a little bit, but you know, it's one thing for somebody to tell you like, oh, you're so beautiful. And it's another thing to then see yourself as beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a picture isn't going to change everything that you feel about yourself but I think it is a really cool fun thing it's a really great step I completely agree we're very excited and we'll see you on the other side well hi Hannah thank you so much for coming on the podcast we are so excited to have you here how are you I'm good doing well good well we love to start out by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and then we'll get into it So I am a women empowerment photographer. I have my own studio. I started about six years ago, just going strictly boudoir. um, And I have kind of transformed it into some beautiful little blossoming business, I guess, uh, that is slowly being picked up by more people. And I love it. And I'm starting to transition into blogging and kind of public speaking and stuff. So it's kind of taken off a little bit. That's fantastic. Can you start us off with a little bit of how you got into photography and then eventually boudoir photography? So I actually got into wedding photography first. My sister is a wedding photographer and we kind of started working together for a big company. Um, And it was nice because you had someone like right there to kind of learn from and kind of have like a personal mentor from the beginning, which is amazing. But shortly after working with her, I realized that I no longer liked weddings <laughs> and I wanted to run away from it. Um, and I really just wanted to get back into like a small business, a little bit more like one-on-one weddings were really hectic. And I had a bride come to me who said she really wanted to do something a little different for her groom on the wedding day. And I jumped on it. So it was a boudoir session that we did. Um, they ended up doing a first look and I handed him the book of the images that we made while she was walking down behind him and he opened the book. He realized what it was. He like dropped to his knees, started crying, 
totally lost it. I was like melting behind my camera, totally crying. I'm like tearing and, up um, now. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and by the time he hit the last page, uh, which was her like fully nude in like his firefighting gear, he was like crying on the floor and she tapped him on the shoulder and they just like were like laying on each other, like hugging in like wedding dresses. And I'm like trying to photograph them. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I realized how impactful boudoir was, how important it was for not only the bride to be a part of it and to have something that special for herself, um, but also giving someone the gift of you essentially but like a new you, like a you that appreciates yourself. And it's just like a really big, important thing that has kind of blossomed. That might be the most beautiful answer I've ever heard (laughs) to anything. If someone saw naked pictures of me and began to weep with joy. Yeah, with joy is the the key there. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was definitely impactful. Like it, it was like awesome because she was crying. He was crying. It was all happy tears. And it was just like seeing love again. You know, when you shoot weddings for so long, it becomes like my dress has to be bigger and my ball has to be better. And weddings start to lose what they become. But like boudoir will always be about you. It will always be about loving yourself and like sharing who you are. So I thought that was like, as soon as that moment happened, I was like, Yep. I'm a boudoir photographer now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You've talked a little bit about either on your website or Instagram about how boudoir is kind of like storytelling or how you're mm-hmm. kind of a storyteller. Um, could you go a little bit more into that with how your pictures become kind of like stories? Absolutely. I mean, I, I've never been a good writer. I've never been good at blogging. I've always kind of like my English teacher hated me in high school. It was great. It's fine. He also said I'd never be famous, but like I'm slowly getting there. (laughs) Um, But I, I learned from an early age that art was my way of telling stories. And um, within the last couple of years, I started taking on like bigger projects and more emotional projects. And stepping away from that like glamorous side of the female form and like human body and kind of showing more of like the raw side of it. So like bringing out the stretch marks and the bellies and showing what motherhood really is and really kind of accentuating like the mom bods, but still showing how beautiful and sexy they are. Um, You know, it just, it helps me kind of tell their story a little bit and who they want to be seen as, not just as like, mom or um you know I've done a couple of other storytelling things where uh I've had a friend who lost her wife to suicide and we decided to you know rip the wedding dresses apart and kind of free herself in a way I've also done things with women who have had miscarriages or um infertility problems and stuff like that and just being able to show it in a way that like this is what women go through this is what real women deal with and like everyday life that we tend to hide from social media and platforms. Um, and it's just like being able to showcase women in all forms and all struggles is just really important to me. Photography in terms of storytelling is so impactful. It's so, yeah, it can be so uniting too. And it's something that we need to start celebrating the very honest, very real side of lives. And I think everything, all those pictures or moments you just described would just be life-changing for people involved and people looking at it too. Yeah. I feel like we're so afraid to 
to show that we're not perfect, that once you see someone that's not perfect or you see a story that reaches to you, you know, you realize, shit, I'm not alone. Like Mm -hmm. everything just kind of clicks for a second. You're like, okay, I guess I don't have to be perfect. Maybe everything I'm going through is completely normal and maybe I shouldn't be afraid of my body anymore. Definitely. It's an allowing. Yeah. Really allowing yourself to be completely who you are. I love that. And I think I've never until now really thought of boudoir photography like in that light. So I would love for you to kind of give what your definition or understanding of boudoir photography is for listeners who maybe aren't too familiar. So I I definitely think that I have a little bit of a unique approach to it. You know, there's definitely the people out there who are shooting boudoir who just are like, we're going to get sexy photos for you to hand your groom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Eh, no, we're going to get sexy photos for you to love yourself your groom can reap the benefits. Like he can be a part of it later on, but like ultimately this is for you because nothing is worse than like having a shitty breakup and like doing something for someone or like having something of theirs mm-hmm. when like, you're like, damn it. I, w- I wish I just did it for myself, right. you know? So like boudoir to me is really just for you and only you um, in the way that like, it's meant to empower you. It's meant to have you see yourself in a way that someone else sees you. And I am so thankful that I've grew up in a great family and I've been able to see like the best of every situation or the beauty in every situation, the beauty in every person. Um, so it's just so much fun to like get someone into my studio who is self-conscious or is a little scared and really be able to show them like what I see in them. And like the second I turn my camera around to them, they're like, oh my God, that's me. Like the, my girl yesterday, she was like, I have no butt. Please don't take pictures of my butt. And I was like, girl, stop it. Turn around, bend over, <laughs> show me what you got. And I showed her the photo and she was like, holy shit, my butt looks nice. I was like, I know you've got a good ass. And she was like, damn. And she just kind of like walked out of my studio. Like she owned the world. And that's, I mean, that's all I can really say like it's Mm -hmm. it's so many things in one but it's just to show you how beautiful you are Mm -hmm. and which you go ahead oh I was gonna say is it always nude or with lingerie like are there any rules to like how boudoir photography happens or is it just kind of whatever you're comfortable in not nah, it is it is ruleless really like you don't have to have a certain body type you don't have to be a certain color you don't have to be a certain height like everything that you would think to be in front of the camera that we have embedded in our brains as like the modeling world nothing applies to this this is literally just a way for like everyday women doesn't matter the size i have photographed people who were from you know double zeros to size 32 like it does not matter at all. Um, they don't ever have to get naked if they don't want to. They never have to go topless. They really don't ever even have to get slightly undressed. Mm-hmm. I've done boudoirs with women who wanted to have like super high, those like fluffy socks that you like lay around in bed with, mm-hmm. like an oversized t-shirt and like booty shorts. And then I've had people who have come in with blouses that are kind of just slightly unbuttoned with like a pencil skirt and heels. And it really just is what is sexy to you. Mm-hmm. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of girl that's got a little country in her and you want to wear some like rolled, 
she's like nodding. She's like, yeah. yes. Some rolled up jean booty shorts or, I'm literally you wearing know. those right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, and I hope your butt is hanging out and just enjoying it the is. fresh air. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so it really just comes down to, you know, what kind of person you are, what you find sexy, what you're comfortable wearing. Um, and I allow like two to three outfits for sessions so that you can do one that's like totally you one that's a wild card. And then one that's like, I would never do this, but since I'm coming out of my box already, I am going into the strappy bondage and hanging out on the sex swing. Like <laughs> we've got every <laughs> range in the studio right now. So I think that I can, I can see what people are coming in with and know, okay, maybe they're good in like the little light and airy egg chair or like the dark blue couch, but like this girl's got some like whips and chains and handcuffs and she wants to be in the black bad girl room. She's so. <laughs> right. <laughs> it all depends. And sexy means different things to all of us. So mm-hmm. I like to have that range in there. Your studio looks beautiful too. Is it just a bunch of different rooms that you kind of have different themes for? Kind of. I mean, so like I've always loved interior design too. Um, so when I finally got my own space, it kind of just like blew up into like every little personality that I had suddenly had like its own corner. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually one big square, believe it or not. So it's a 2000 square foot space in Bantam. Um, And there's like half little partition walls that we've built over time. I say we, but like, it's me. The royal (laughs) we. Me and my business and my multiple personalities of (laughs) doing everything in a small business. Um, But so yeah, like every, every corner has gotten its own unique little set. I've built little walls to kind of separate things and make it look way bigger. But it's funny when people walk in and they're like, wait, I thought this was like a whole house with like eight bedrooms. And I'm like, nope, Nope. the tub is behind the couch. Like (laughs) everything's on wheels. What a cool way to to marriage those two passions that you have of photography and interior design. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. And I actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be a fashion designer too. So like I started making some like little lingerie pieces and stuff, like little add-ons to what they bring in. Yeah. Girl, I am, (laughs) you know, it was one of those days where someone was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, huh, I want to be myself. Like I want to do everything I want to do. I don't want to choose one thing. I love that answer. uh, That's kind of what I became. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A smorgasbord of <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> I love that. And so I we've talked a lot about it in the context of like a wedding, but could somebody get a photo shoot done like if they were completely single and just oh yeah for that no is, particular reason? Yeah, that is probably 90% of my clientele. They are single women who are between the ages of like, I want to say 25 to like 60, mm-hmm. and they just want to do something for themselves. Like normally it's a birthday shoot. Um, I typically tell them to like plan a day out that like means something to them, whether it's a birthday or like sometimes it's even like divorce shoots, which are my favorite because there is nothing better than like, it's like, what is it called? Lighting the sage up and like smoking out Mm -hmm, the room. mm -hmm. This is like smoking out your body and realizing how hot you are. And you're like, damn it. I bet those could get real interesting. I would love to see a divorce shoot. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes they can, but we keep it very respectful because it's not so much a, a like bashing party. It's more Mm -hmm. of a celebratory, like new you in Mm -hmm. a way. So I like to keep things like 
you never know anybody's full stories, but I like to keep things like very positive and happy and upbeat. How do you want people to feel during their shoot? Like what if they're coming in nervous? Like how do you kind of shake that off and like get them to the headspace and the emotional space to be like, no, I, I am here and I'm empowering like who I am. Like, how do you, how do you shake that off for them? So honestly, uh, we have little mini dance parties when they get like really nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a huge goof if you guys couldn't tell already, but (laughs) I am a big fan of like awkward stretches. I joke that I like walk around like the Grinch in my studio to show them how to like (laughs) scratch their back. Um, My sister's really good at impersonating the Grinch. Just a little side note. It's really funny. (laughs) Girl, I walk like a Sasquatch sometimes, like knocking things over from left to right. And I'm like, it's fine. If I'm, my shoulders get sore, my back gets sore. I'm walking to the room with my belly first. Like it's just going to happen. Boobs are heavy. It's just the way the world works. But, um, Typically, once they're sitting through like hair and makeup, they really start to loosen up. And once they start kind of talking to me a little bit, talking to makeup artists, you can tell like nerves kind of melt away from them in a way. And then once they see their reveal, like they are like full done up, suddenly turn into like a Kardashian. They got like hair and makeup and like their lips look a little plumper. And then you've got like me and my makeup artist at right now. Her name's Alyssa. And we're both there like, yes, go girls. So like between that and the hype squad, like Mm -hmm. it is, it's impossible not to want to just dive right in. That's cool that you have a makeup squad. I didn't know that you do it on site for them or can they? Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, I have one corner of my studio. So my, my studio is kind of broken up into like four sections. When you first walk in, you come into like my little entryway. That's where they see their reveal. Um, they get to see all their images on like a big screen TV with my couches. We just kind of like lounge and hang out while we watch the TV. Um, and around the corner, it's like a fake corner. Mm-hmm. There is the makeup section. So it's like a full long table with like the light up mirrors. Um, pretty much anything you could think of over there. We do the hair and makeup on set. As you walk around the corner, I have my little closet of lingerie. And then behind that fake wall is all just shoot space and studio. Wow. You just got the whole setup. It's like those TLC shows where you like just turn a corner and it's like yes. the music plays. And- <laughs> yes. And I that's exactly what I tried to do is I tried to like, you know, I really want people to start romanticizing about their life. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people kind of starting to talk about this more often and telling people, you know, it's okay to be the main character in your own life. So like there's days that we need to just be taken care of completely. Like you show up in sweatpants And by the time you're done and out of that chair, like you are a different person, you feel different. You've had your makeover. Now you're posing and hanging out and looking all sexy. And when you're done and you see the photos, like you leave brand new. Yeah. I know I'm somebody who would be very nervous in that kind of setting. And just thinking about it, like I'm getting married next year. I'm supposed to get married next year. I was supposed (laughs) to get married this past year. So we'll see what happens. Um, But with our original photographer, it didn't work out, but, uh, when we did have her, she, like, we got this package and a boudoir shoot was in it. And I was like, Oh, we probably won't be doing that one just because it scared me so bad because I never put myself in those types of situations. The nice thing though, is like, you should know if that's included in something or like someone offers it to you, as long as you trust them, you enjoy their work, Mm -hmm. you can get along with them well, you can communicate well, 
that's the most important thing. Um, there are definitely people out there who call themselves boudoir photographers and probably shouldn't be just like there are with any other career, Mm -hmm. but boudoir photography is definitely more, obviously more intimate than Mm -hmm. any other career. So like that friendship definitely needs to be set up beforehand. Mm -hmm. And even if it's through email or text messages that you're talking to them, like you need to, you need to understand them, how they work and get to have like a good feeling with them. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com. Malibu.com and use code D-E-W-M-E for 10% off. Um, but I don't think, I don't think anybody should really be afraid as long as they have that person that they've found. And I think that a big thing is knowing that you have the control the entire time is really important. So, you know, if you are going to a place and they say, okay, you need to wear X, Y, and Z, you need to get a wax. You need to do this and that. Like you have to do a list of things that they require Maybe it's not the best fit. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you could bring a big floppy sweater and have just like natural light glowing skin on you, then it doesn't sound so scary. (laughs) Exactly. And I love that you, in the beginning, you called yourself a women's empowerment photographer. Like I love that aspect, thinking of it in that way and thinking of like you being there coaching somebody, making sure that they feel comfortable and good about themselves. Um, because I think it is really hard to be that vulnerable. Like every aspect of that is so vulnerable, like setting up an appointment with a photographer, like yeah. going. And then if you are giving them to somebody, even if that's somebody that you're so close with, like obviously I'm incredibly close with my fiance, but that's still a vulnerable moment, like mm-hmm. giving right. them something like that. So I think making sure that you do have somebody who's like a coach. Exactly. <laughs> coaching you through the whole thing is really mm-hmm. important. Right. And that's why, you know, I don't often call myself a boudoir photographer. Like I do because it's the most like, it's like the easiest term. Mm-hmm. It's the most searchable term. It's what people expect when they're looking for something like this. So mm-hmm. I use it so that I'm searchable. Right. Definitely. But I would not call myself that once someone knows me. Like mm-hmm. I am, I'm a female portraiture or like a, a women empowerment photographer. Like I am, but I also photograph men. So it's like mm-hmm. weird because it's, I don't really have boundaries in the respect of like, you know, male or female or non-binary. I think at this point I have photographed such a wide range of people that I just want to be like an empowerment photographer. Mm-hmm. But 
nobody searches empowerment no photographer when they want nudies. <laughs> Not yet. So, <laughs> right. Maybe after this. Yeah. Hopefully after this. <laughs> How do you coach people during your, your sessions? Do you like when, with the positions and the postures, everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. So I actually use a lot of really funny, like keywords, um, because I find that people are most themselves when they're laughing and they're having fun. So I'm never like, look at me and be sexy because right. that wouldn't we work. All know. Yeah. <laughs> me, it like, wouldn't work for me. <laughs> you like turn into a deer and you're like, what does that mean? What is sexy? No idea. How do I mean. do this? That would be a very right. disappointing picture of me. <laughs> but instead, if you are like, okay, girls ready? Like I can screen, they can't see us. So I'm going to walk you through this. Right. I want you to relax your face. Do a little, just do it. Go crazy. They'll hear it. <laughs> Perfect. Why are my lips and so then... long? My mouth lips. My mouth lips. <laughs> that, was, that went out really far. <laughs> Anyways, continue. And then once yeah. you are relaxed completely, think about your favorite food. And as soon as you do that, you both just went like this. And it just looks so dreamy and romantic. I was literally thinking about the tacos on your shirt. I was like, oh, yes, I love tacos. That is, I don't call it approachable way to feel sexy is to think of just something so like not really sexy to make you happy, but delicious, but delicious. That's so funny. That's great. And so, do you have like like positions that you put them in? I yeah, think I saw I, like, a TikTok um, where you, you said you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a bunch of different funny like names for poses and stuff like that and like different things that I'll walk them through. And typically I'm like crawling around on the floor with them. So like if I'm like, okay, we're going to do a booty shot and it's going to look like this. And I'm like in my like today I was in a romper, right? Mm-hmm. My cute little leopard print romper. And as soon as I bent over, my whole ass came out and I looked back over my shoulder and I was like, don't worry. If there's one place this is appropriate, it's here right now. now. (laughs) And she just like lost it and was like crawling on all fours with me. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that like some people are visual learners, some people you can talk to and they'll just kind of understand what like proud chest is. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a lot of people, especially when they're trying to like be sexy and they're nervous, showing them. And then having them follow you and then like, I always ask beforehand, but like placing their hands in the right spot or like moving their hair and fluffing them and making sure everything's perfect before I take the shot. That's kind of how we move along. So I try to make it as easy as possible. I see how they move in themselves a little bit first and then I just kind of guide them the entire time. I would definitely want to see someone um, face down ass up before I did it. So that's, that's how I, (laughs) that's how I would also want to take a picture is watching you do it first. (laughs) Yeah. I tell them it's like sexy yoga. Like we use some yoga poses like downward or not downward dog, not that one. That's a little too sexy. Um, (laughs) that's just just a glory shot. (laughs) We'll keep the buttholes hidden. (laughs) Um, but like the child's pose, Mm-hmm. So if you guys are familiar with yoga at all, child's pose is when you're sitting on your knees, you're sitting back on your feet and you kind of just reach forward. So you're in like a downward position. And then what I say is we go into give me a child's pose, which is where you slide forward on your hands a little bit and your feet come up. So it gives you like a perfect little feet to like butt to like really arched back and really long stretched arms. 
And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a good pose. It's a nice little sexy pose for them. I mean, and then you just yeah, I can run around it. and get them from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you edit? Do you like, if they're like, Oh, I'm really self-conscious about this part or this part of this part. Do you edit any of that for them? Do you just like be like, girl, you are queen and we're going to show it all. Or like, how do you, yeah. What's the post photography? I don't know what that word is. Whatever. So I have a, no, I was right. Post-production, mm-hmm. post-photography. Um, I have a rule in my studio and I call it the two week studio or the two week rule, not the two week studio. Ignore that part. <laughs> Real <laughs> <pop> studio. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the two week rule is if it's not on your body in two weeks, such as a blemish or like a scab or something, it gets removed. If it is remaining on your body from that moment on, it has become a part of you. So like, I've had women ask me, I hate my stretch marks. Can you Photoshop them out? Um, I mean, I could, but that's not what you're here for. You're here to love who you are, your body in every stage. Now, my trick, to be honest, so that I can make sure that when they see these photos, they're not just looking at stretch marks, is I use a lot of lighting and shadows. Mm -hmm. So when you look at my work, I always joke with people that I paint with light because I want to make sure that the light is hitting you where you want to be seen. And what's in the shadows, you're not thinking about anymore. And it's kind of one of those things of like looking at, you know, the cup half full or half empty. It's I'd rather you look at who you truly are unedited or unphotoshopped, let's say, and see the good in yourself and not see the bad in yourself anymore. If that makes sense. It absolutely does. (laughs) It hits me right in the heart. I love the two week rule. I think that's beautiful for a photographer and doing empowerment. Oh, that's just, that's wonderful. I didn't. Yeah, we, uh, we let the makeup and the hair kind of bring out who they are. Um, you know, the makeup's going to hide most blemishes, textures and stuff like that. I mean, skin has texture. Let's mm-hmm. be serious. Right. Not all butts are free of pimples. It's okay. But the pimples will get removed if they're part of that two week rule. Mm-hmm. Scars are beautiful. It's just a way for our bodies to kind of tell the story as we're growing up, as we're getting older same thing with cellulite and stretch marks. Um, you know, it's, it's all these things that we are conditioned to hate about ourselves that I want to kind of break down and break in half and show we don't need to be afraid of it. Like we all have it. We all have stretch marks. We all have all these things on our bodies and that's what makes us so unique and so special. Mm-hmm. I think I saw something on your story earlier today that you reposted of the bird's papaya that we both love. Uh, I love her. She oh makes us fly high. We, yeah. yes, she did a, she did a post once of her like tummy stretch marks, but she did the whole effect where they're all glitter. And mm-hmm. that was the prettiest picture I think I've ever seen. It was just her little, her just glitter all over her body. And it was so cute. Yeah, I'm so a big pretty. fan of glitter stripes in my studio. And mm-hmm. we've done a couple shoots like that before where we've added glitter in certain places to kind of just bring beauty to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important. It's definitely important. Yeah. You guys are both doing good work. You and the bird's papaya. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I just got compared to her. Or like said in the same sentence. You're in the as same her. category. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My heart's fluttering. <laughs> yeah. I love everything that you're saying. And like, allowing those aspects of ourselves that we don't love to be seen for, like really letting them be seen and letting them be seen 
as beautiful because obviously like we've looked through your portfolio on your website and I didn't see a single picture on there that I wasn't like, oh my God, that person (laughs) is so beautiful. Like that is such a beautiful picture. And so I think it's just such an amazing opportunity for people to really see those aspects of themselves as truly beautiful. Because I don't know, like I know there are parts of myself that I don't love. And my fiance will be like, oh no, like you're beautiful. Like I love you. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it it loses its meaning, (laughs) which is sad. I wish it didn't lose its Mm -hmm. meaning. And I'm working on that. That's some self-work. But I think like seeing it in a picture is so different. Like seeing it for yourself and realizing it for yourself is such a different experience versus having somebody tell it to you. So I love that you give people that opportunity in such a beautiful way. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think a lot of it too is perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, body dysmorphia is real and we all have it men, female, like everything. And I think that it is so important to see yourself through someone else's eyes or through a lens, because the way you look at yourself standing head on to a mirror is not the same way that someone looks at you from afar or looks at you from, you know, their perspective or their angles. Um, you know, often women tell me that they hate their butts because the way that they're looking at them is they're turning around like this to look back and we don't all have Kardashian booty. So we're not going to see it, but yeah. (laughs) So it's like the way that we, we can see ourselves or like selfies that are taken or like quick photos from someone else's phone. It's like, we will sit there and stare at the things that we know we don't like. Dissect it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Instead of focusing on the things that we do like, and we are prone to hold on to negative things, even if it's a simple comment, you could get a hundred comments on a photo and you could get one comment that's from some troll. Mm -hmm. And that's the comment that's going to be stuck in your brain forever. So I think that it's, it's so much about perspective, so much about, you know, letting yourself see the beauty that's there and not focusing on what you think is there that's really not there. But it's it's hard. It's hard to wait, break a habit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to breaking habits, what would you say would be like good things to do or tell yourself every day? I saw a post about I didn't read it because I wanted to talk to you about it. But you said <laughs> things you should tell yourself every day. So I'd love for you to kind of go into that. I mean, there's a lot that you can do for yourself every day. I am, you know, I love all bodies, but I love promoting, like taking care of your body. Like your body is your home. It is your temple. It is the one thing that you will always own. And so like, I'm a huge advocate for like healthy eating and like healthy lifestyle. And like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a plus size girl, I guess. I'm like a 12 or 14. I'm like average. Um, but like, I know that like making certain choices in a day will totally change how I feel the next day. So I definitely think that one way to love yourself is to like, make sure what you're putting into it is making you feel good the next day. Um, another thing is, is just learning to be kind to yourself. You know, I always tell people as soon as you walk past a reflection, whether it's like little sparkling mud down below you that you're catching your glimpse of, or like, you know, a window that you're passing by, compliment yourself. Physically, if you're alone, even if you're with someone, just say it out loud. Like, damn, my hair looks so good today. (laughs) And you know what? Like I have people message me randomly. They're like, 
I did my Hannah homework today. And I'm like, oh yeah, what was it? And they're like, I saw my ass in a puddle and I said it was cute. And I was like, hell yes. So like, I saw my ass in a puddle. Yeah. And like, just being able to like allow yourself to love yourself. Like, I feel like we're so conditioned to like either be quiet and not say anything because you don't want to come off as what is the word? Like, Like, full of yourself. Yeah, like you don't want to be full of yourself. Mm-hmm. Screw I kind of find that. that is, yeah, that's kind of complete bullshit. It's like, why shouldn't yeah. I? Well, but I've right. been thinking about that saying in particular a lot because if you're not full of yourself, what are you full of? You're full of like somebody else's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or right. you're full of just like Other something people's that's opinions not you. that could change. And so why shouldn't exactly. I be full of myself? Mm-hmm. What else? The, what the fuck else would I want to be full of? <laughs> that's what I don't right. understand. Besides complimenting myself. Tacos. <laughs> tacos and tequila. <laughs> I don't know what else I want to be full of. <laughs> right. So no. I'm going to be full of myself. I'm going to compliment myself. I'm going to hold myself up high on a pedestal like I I deserve it at that point and I want people to learn that it's okay to put yourself on a high horse and you know aim for the things that you want and just not stop till you are happy because happiness is so much harder to find when you put it on someone else to give it to you and sometimes you will never find it that way but when you find happiness within yourself like your life changes and I think that is like the number one thing that people need to start doing is not being afraid to fucking own it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Absolutely. I've seen new trends in that. I think in the past like year, especially with TikTok coming around when like my feed gets curated to all the people that are like queen, like every single post starts <laughs> yeah. out with like, you need to do this today. Love yourself. Like, and like, you're damn right. And it's like, smack your own ass, flip your hair. It's like, yeah, I will. <laughs> my dog walks in on me just like doing this. <laughs> and I've been trying out little homework here and there just because people on TikTok are so cool. And that's how we found you. So mm-hmm. we know that all these people are cool. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's so cool. It's funny too, because I actually grew up in a family where we're all mostly plus size, but we have always been, my mother kind of put it into our heads that like, like you don't mess with us. Like we are who we are and we love who we are. Um, and I think that that was such an important thing for her to instill in us. There was like three girls and one boy. So like we gave our father and my brother like a <laughs> run for his money. But it was nice to know that like we could be strong, like women could be strong. And it was something that, you know, we grew up, even my mom's sisters, like they were all strong, independent women. So it was great to be able to be, you know, surrounded by this growing up, especially in a time in like the 90s when everybody was like, the size of my pinky and was wearing like low rise jeans and everything. Like I really learned to kind of stand on my own. And, you know, I was probably like a size eight or 10 in high school. Um, but everyone around me was like a double zero. So it's like, it's nice to know that I could, I didn't really have confidence in high school, believe it or not. Um, but like after high school, I think I really became who I was like trying to be and really falling into the shoes of what I was going to become. Was there something that really like spurred that self-love for you post high school? Like, was there a certain experience or was it just kind of like coming into your own as you were growing up? I think it's a mixture of no longer being surrounded by people that you had to be surrounded by. And I think that I, 
I love telling people, you know, look at the people you're hanging out with. Look at the people that are surrounding you, whether it's coworkers <laughs> or friends. <laughs> She's like best friend. I got um, a glare. I didn't get a loving look. It was loving. <laughs> Calm down. Um, but I think high school is hard for a lot of people because you're forced to be with people you don't connect with. And I think once I left high school, I was able to spend more time with people that, you know, I loved and appreciated. I was able to find communities of people who were similar to me, um, especially once I got into the boudoir world. I think my my confidence grew so much more because I realized that, like, I had a superpower now in a way. The way that I can make other people feel was, like, the more that I make someone else feel better, the better I feel about myself, mm -hmm. I guess. And the more you start to realize like other people's worries and their concerns are the same concerns that you have. So I think that finding your people is super, super important. And I think that allowing people in is super important because we tend to close doors and kind of shy away and like hide and just do what needs to get done so we can go home to our bed at night. Um, but I think that it's so important to take the time, find the people, have a little community and really just kind of become who you are supposed to be with the help of people who you idolize and look up to and love because you really will follow who you follow. Mm -hmm. Like the bird's papaya. Yeah. Like I love that chick. I and just want to be her. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I recognize there was parts of me in high school that I'm like, oh, there she is. But I wouldn't say I was anywhere near who I wanted to be. I was exactly who I was looking at in high school, right. you know, which was <clears throat> no one that I felt like I identified with or could feel safe with. And I was everything that like I didn't want to be and I didn't feel good. I felt shitty. I, I was just, I don't know. High school sucked. Yeah, <laughs> you I agree. <laughs> but yeah, especially going to a, a college, um, where I actually met her. So I'll give you the loving look now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, where you can choose the people that you're going to be around the conversations you have, it's just, you're finding your, your gang a little bit. And that's really when you can start to blossom. Well, for people who maybe don't live in Connecticut or can't quite get to a boudoir photographer right now, given quarantine, <laughs> um, do you have any recommendations for if you wanted to set up a little photo shoot at home or do a little DIY photo shoot in the meantime? So I do know, um, you know, especially during quarantine, when that first whole lockdown happened, I actually switched over to online shoots, like oh, Zoom cool. shoots. Oh, cool. So like right now, how we're talking to each other, I would be like verbally posing you with your ass out on the door, like towards me screenshotting editing so like oh my if god you have look a, at you you're so crafty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invent it I actually think um oh my god Demi Lovato was supposed to have a photo shoot during that time and her photographer zoom chatted her or like video chatted her and did their like album cover during quarantine like through zoom or something wow so like that kind of sparked it for a lot of photographers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hopped on the trend almost immediately. Cause I was like, this is awesome. This is a way to keep people's spirits uplifted. Like mm -hmm. quarantine fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Everyone's sitting at home in darkness, depressed. Like this will be the one way that I can still like get into their life mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, remember that time you liked your way your booty looked, let's do it again. <laughs> 
Um, so I definitely say that if you're home, you're bored, maybe you got a girlfriend or something, open up the laptop, call your girlfriend and be like, let's take sexy pictures across the States or whatever. You know, you don't need contact with anybody else. Um, but they can at least be like, Hey, you have a double chin in that position, move your head up. And you're like, okay, thanks. Um, so like that might be a fun way, especially if you got a girlfriend that like you love and trust. Um, the other thing too, is just selfies. I mean, boobies out butt out do the back arch think about your favorite food I call that pizza face where you kind of relax your chin up looking that way I don't call it taco face even though tacos are my favorite food because taco you know nearly as it sounds bad yeah Yeah. it's like calling someone a vagina face (laughs) I don't want to hear that when I'm trying to be be sexy do your vagina face now So uh, we call it pizza face in the studio or today it was buffalo chicken (laughs) face, (laughs) whatever people are into. Um, But just think about your favorite food, flirt with yourself. If it's a selfie, like don't be afraid to look at yourself in the camera and really compliment yourself. And, you know, even it's just like a little, okay, (laughs) just have fun. Tips for taking nudes is like my favorite thing to hear because I've taken like butt shots in booty shorts and I'm like damn girl you got mm-hmm. a thick thick ass <laughs> <laughs> and like but I haven't done that in years like I was super fit with a huge anyway so <laughs> and that was super fun so I love hearing that you should like still just try it. just do it just in your room and then you don't even have to send it to anybody you can just keep yeah. it for yourself if you like the photo if you don't like the photo just delete it forget mm-hmm. about it I have a um an all-girls Facebook group where we kind of do like, we talk about like behind the scenes stuff. We'll show off the photos that people don't want shared publicly. Um, And every once in a while we'll do like a booty post where it's either a selfie where someone can just like take a quick picture, add it to the thread. Or we did like a booty, like a butt post, like take a picture of your ass and drop it below and we'll hype each other's (laughs) booty pics up. Um, So sometimes we'll do fun things like that as a group or as like a little community just to kind of get people to like, go take a butt picture, add it to this group and hype everybody up. So that's always fun. Hell yeah. Well, joining that is on my list. (laughs) I used to send my butt pictures to my roommate and my friend Ren (laughs) because I'm like, I have no one to send this to, but this was a really good picture. So she'd be like in the other room. She's like, Emma, (laughs) I'm literally doing homework (laughs) and I just get your ass on a Snapchat. I don't have time for this. I was like, well, wasn't it good though? (laughs) She's like, yeah, it's a great shot. Tell me how hot I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally all I wanted to hear so I would send her like just one a day just so I could hear (laughs) feedback it's your daily ass shot you're welcome you're welcome sorry it's just part of being roommates it's a perk yeah hey I used to I used to send to my best friend all the time I think Shima still gets little booty pictures of me every once in a while I mean everyone does now that I'm on Instagram (laughs) hey guys here's another picture of my ass here it is this time in fishnets welcome Oh, my boyfriend's family. Hi, how are you? I'll see you at Easter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring the fishnets. I'll bring the right. fishnets. <laughs> so then was your family really supportive? Because you said you grew up in kind of a, just a very empowering environment. So were they really supportive of your new like career choice then? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to assume they thought it was pretty weird at first. But it was funny because um, when I first opened my studio, so this was about three or four years ago, I had a big open house. And my father has always done like the cooking for parties, whether it's like barbecue or whatever. And I was like, dad, can you come make like some like little finger snacks and like foods and stuff for my open house? 
He was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And this was like before things really started taking off for me. It was still like a really, really scary jump for me. Um, you know, starting a business is not fun regardless, but knowing you're starting a business as an artist is like even scarier. You have such a higher rate to fail. Mm -hmm. So they were definitely very like motivational where like, you can do this. Like you've never let anything stop you before. Even if we told you, we didn't want you to do this. Like we know you're going to do it anyways. Um, but at my open house, my dad was kind of like grilling up some food and stuff. And one of the girls just started talking to him and kind of must have said something like, oh, you know, is it funny being here in your daughter's studio with like boobs of paintings and stuff <laughs> like on the walls that she's taken? Um, and it was really, really cute because he actually started explaining to her, like how I said to you guys in the beginning, like I'm a women empowerment photographer. I'm here to show them how beautiful he like people are. And he just kept telling this woman, you know, no, like you don't understand. She's here for you. She does this so women feel beautiful. She worked with a woman um, in Heritage Village, which is like a little old folks community around us, like a 55 and older. And he's like, and she looked beautiful in the photos and she felt really good about herself. So I think it was like, Hearing my dad talk about the way that I photograph women, like, made my heart pitter-patter a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, And so I think that, like, they've definitely become very, very supportive. My mom understands exactly what I'm going for. Of course, there's, like, those lines that I'll cross every once in a while, like, the sex swing. And she'll be like, Hannah! (laughs) (laughs) I'll get a slap on the wrist and be, like, reprimanded. (laughs) And then I'm like, listen, everyone's version of sexy is different. And Mm -hmm. I'm still empowering them. Like, nothing is bad about sex. Nothing is bad about the human form. Nothing's bad about your body. Um, so there's still like a little learning curve every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but they are very, very supportive. I photographed both of my sisters. I just photographed my sister-in-law the other day, photographed my sister-in-law's mom coming up. Like all the aunts and uncles are hopping on trend. (laughs) So I think that everyone's seeing my vision and starting to understand that it's not like a dirty thing to love yourself. So that is amazing. And that story about your dad makes you want to cry. That's what a guy. (laughs) It's so cute when your family can see your vision and explain it in like not laughing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw on your Instagram that you posted a story or a a post because it got taken down on TikTok. So have a Mm. few of your TikToks been taken down <laughs> like 30. Oh my um, gosh. So it used to be that Facebook was really, really against anything, like anything sexualized. Um, it could be a portrait of a woman and all you see is her shoulder and they would take it down. Um, but ever since there was actually a movement that happened in New York City not too long ago, like Free the Nipple. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, um, where a photographer took like thousands of women and men out in the streets and they were like holding nipples in the air while they were like topless. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, Facebook kind of let up a little bit. Um, They are trying to say that TikTok is for the younger generation, which let's face it, 30 and over totally took it over when quarantine happened. Really did. Um, (laughs) So they're like shadow banning me. They're removing my posts. They're kind of like kicking certain things off. They have... (laughs) put me in TikTok jail like oh five God. or six times now, which means like I can't post, I can't see things, I can't interact with it. And what, um, so what's shadow banning then? So shadow banning is like, you know, like the for you page mm-hmm. or like hashtags. Mm-hmm. If you click on a hashtag that I have on my video, I won't show up. 
So it's like you have to physically type it in down to the last like word or like down to the last letter before I would pop up. So you have to physically have a link to my TikTok to see anything. Um, But it's kind of funny because TikTok banned me, put me in jail for like a week. And then they were like, hey, you have a lot of views. Do you want to be a creator? And I was like, huh, what if I become a creator? Like, will they still hold the reins as tight? Because like, you know, those like 12 year old girls who are twerking to like the WAP song. Right. And you're like, okay, how can a gyrating adolescent (laughs) be okay? But a shoulder on a portrait of a woman is not. Right. Um, So I became a creator for them doesn't really mean anything special. I get like a dollar a day. Super really? freaking cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that that and, creator uh, thing that, that all of the checkmarked people are talking about? The creator fund? Is that the same thing? Yeah. Because I've heard that that's yeah. pretty shitty. Yeah, it sucks. So like when they take something offline and they're like, you've been banned for nudity. I'm like, okay, cool. What's new? Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I've been posting some things to the Instagram reels. Um, I said that weird. Reels, <laughs> reels. So if you go to my Instagram reels, um, you'll see like some of the videos that are up there. Uh, they're a little bit shorter though. Cause I think they allow like 15 seconds instead of 30 mm-hmm. or something weird. But, mm-hmm. um, I've been posting a couple of them there, but typically I just post on Instagram. Cause that's where I don't get free. yelled at the most. Do you think that any of it has to do with you highlighting and empowering like multiple types of body types? You know, the most posts that I get taken down tend to be plus size women. And I think, or like women of color. And it really annoys me because I put up a post that has been shadow banned. And it's funny because it almost has 10,000 views, even being shadow banned, which means people are on my page seeing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not even sure if you guys have seen it, but it's a, it starts off with like, um, I say something like you're more than just your body. And it's like a little bubble over my head. And the first things that pop up is like a girl that I shot that was in a wheelchair who was a quadriplegic. And we did it boudoir style. She was in little, like a long sleeve lingerie bodysuit thing. But again, nothing was seen. And like how, whatever, it was so annoying. And then the next one was of a model that I actually worked with who has a leg that was amputated. So like she was in a bodysuit, again, just with her legs being seen, nothing else could be seen. And then I had like some plus size curvy girls, some women of color, and they removed this post probably like 12 times. And I was so angry that I wrote them a letter and I was like, what is the, yeah, like, what is the purpose of this? This is probably the most important thing for people to see, to make sure that they don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I could live without a 12 year old gyrating in my face for them to like accept this video. Mm -hmm. And I had to like blur out certain things and remove certain photos and keep trying till they like accepted it. And then even when they accepted it, it was shadow banned. So, so is it's it on my page. Somebody on TikTok's team that's doing it? Is it people reporting it to TikTok? Like no, what? It's not anything being reported. It's so any video that you post on TikTok goes through like a one minute transition period of uh it's like a minute long transition period where they like scan the footage okay. to see if it's appropriate. And typically what they're looking for is like 
sexual things or nudity, um, violence, anything that can be harmful for like an adolescent to view. So they're looking for things to keep the community safe. However, I, I can't tell if it's robots or if it's people that are scanning these things because I've literally like the last one I put up, I like wrote to them and I was like, dear TikTok, this is not sexual. And it was like a video and they still took it down, even though there was nothing else in there. So I feel like it's something where it's like a little bit of control. Um, and you can tell where they're letting some things slide, like girls chugging beer and bikinis and shaking their butts, right. which makes no sense to me. Um, and I think that some of it is just trying to mute the important voices mm-hmm. so that other voices can be shared louder, right. I guess. Yeah. But it all just depends on how their platform is run. If it's robots scanning, I have no clue. Either way, it's incredibly fucked up. Yeah. If yeah. it was really about trying to keep a younger community safe, wouldn't we want them to see videos that are going to make them feel good about themselves and love right. themselves mm-hmm. and feel like their bodies are beautiful mm-hmm. rather than comparing themselves to this, I don't know, to an ideal that doesn't really exist. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm still, I'm still putting some things up on TikTok. A lot of people have found me that way recently, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a random video go viral one day and then like two other ones went viral the next day. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, made me feel kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I called my mom. I was like, mom, I think I'm going viral on TikTok. She was like, oh, really, honey? What is that? Like, I and I was it, like, mom. well, <laughs> it's just like another form of Facebook, I guess. Right. That's how I explained it to her. But yeah, don't get me uh, wrong. Like, she thought I, it was pretty cool. So yeah, I'm just a little check in the box. <laughs> I'm as addicted to TikTok as the next person, but I definitely see all of the areas that it's fucked up. And I've noticed a lot of the people I follow who are trying to promote body positivity and like inclusivity, getting shadow banned, like you're saying, or taken down. And it's, it's just speaking volumes to our culture and what things are, what things are being valued. And it's, it's really fucked up. So I'm glad that I found you when you went viral (laughs) on a couple of your videos and um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think there was actually in, um, there was a court date that was set or something or someone opened up some type of, I can't think of the word. Um, they went after TikTok uh-huh. basically someone like an influencer or somebody who was kind of famous, um, for fat shaming, for taking down videos of yeah. plus size and curvy women. Oh, I think I know and which girl you're talking about. I think I follow like her. It's like Micahs or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. M-I-K-A-Z. Yes. Um, so I know she started like, I don't know, like a revolution, but like she physically went after them for like removing her photos. And she is like PG, like mm-hmm. she is like in a sports bra and shorts. And all she is doing is just showing her stomach, which is a beautiful little stomach, might, me, might I add. Mm-hmm. But like, it makes no sense that I think something happened where they like removed a post and was like, this is set up for like bullying or something, or like this could be potential bullying. So we're going to take it down because they were afraid people were going to comment mean things to her. So they were trying to protect her by taking it down. But it's like things like this kept happening. And like every time I post something of a plus size girl, it gets taken down. And then when I went viral, people were like, oh, do you photograph like curvy women? And I'm like, yes, go to my Instagram, (laughs) go to my website. Like everything is in my LinkedIn, my bio. Right. 
I'm just waiting to like open TikTok one day and it'd be like, you're kicked off. <laughs> well, taking down videos of things that you, th- that they think would get bullied is the same thing as bullying people who, yeah. well, it's victim blaming. Oh, you're not, you're not good enough to be on TikTok. So we're going to take this down so that you don't get made fun of. Like, right. it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Take down yeah. the people who are commenting mean things. Yeah. Like maybe right. they should be banned. They should be banned. Right. Yeah. Let's find all the trolls. Seriously. Okay. I'm sorry. We went off on a really long tangent on TikTok, <laughs> but I think that was all really important to hear and to talk about. Um, so I really wanted to ask you about that. Do you have any last questions that you wanted to throw in? I think we're good to go into our next all right. little segment. Well, this is the part of our show where we like to do homework for honeys. Where we talk about one actionable step we can all start taking to incorporate what you talked about today. So Hannah, would you do the honor of assigning our homework for this week? So I definitely think that, you know, saying a compliment out loud to yourself every time you look in the reflection or mirror, when you wake up, I have a mirror right next to my bed. So when you wake up, look in the mirror, do a little twirl, look at the things that make you happy about yourself say it out loud, just like an affirmation, you know, say it out loud, repeat it and do this every day until you feel confident enough to find something else. And slowly your list of things you love about yourself will grow. And then, you know, if you're feeling up for it, I know it sounds so cheesy and you know, I don't even care, but like literally wrap your arms around yourself and like give yourself a hug. Like We go through so much. We expect so much from other people to give us love when in reality, we can give ourselves so much more love than we could ever get from anybody else. So a little, a little good self-touch, a little good self-hugs and um, complimenting yourself is definitely one of the biggest things I would suggest is your homework. Now do it. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I think it's something like in a way it's so easy, so to speak, mm-hmm. but then it's so easy not to do it at the same time. It's so easy to go into negative self-talk as soon as you wake up, like, oh, I can't handle today. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, eh. mm-hmm. so to really yeah. start off with positive things and start your day that way. I think yeah. that's perfect homework. Cause so complimenting thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> complimenting someone else, they feel lovely. So why wouldn't you want to compliment yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what, to add in a little extracurricular homework activity, Love it. if you compliment a stranger, like just setting someone else's day up to be a good day too. Cause I feel like we, especially in Connecticut, I don't even know where you guys are from. We're but in Oregon. Oregon. Oh, wow. Hi. What's yeah. up over there? <laughs> um, but especially in Connecticut and like the Northeast and New York, like this area over here, I feel like we tend to like put on the earbuds and like walk by ourselves and ignore everybody and like kiss at people <laughs> that we like walk by. Um, but I think it's so important to just, you know, a stranger walks by, maybe she's got a cute outfit on, just be like, oh my God, I love your outfit. And like normally they turn around and they're like, me? So like, <laughs> Definitely set that tone to like spread the love as much as you want to get it because the more you send it out, the more you'll get it back in return. So that's your extracurricular. (laughs) Perfect. I love a little extra credit. Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) I mean, that is like, you're a really good student. Sure you did. Anyway. Um, But before we go, could you tell listeners how they can continue to stay connected with you after the episode? So my Instagram is at Hannah dot Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. 
dot photography. Um, same thing is with my email, Hannah Rachel photo at gmail.com. And my website is bootylove.com, B O U D I E L O V E.com. Thank you so much to Hannah for being on the podcast today. We had an amazing time, an enlightened time talking about how to feel confident and just sexy. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. And if you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did, and you want a little bit more of where that came from, (laughs) you can subscribe to our email list and in exchange... What will they get? (laughs) I missed my cue. (laughs) You missed your cue. Uh, In exchange, you're going to get our freebie, which is currently our 10 favorite sex things. So we've got some real good shit in there. Yeah, we do. (laughs) I missed my cue again. Real life changers. (laughs) It's really good. I'm just (laughs) skipping over you at this point. (laughs) Anyways, in addition to that, if you have time, we would... We would (laughs) appreciate... Was that my cue? (laughs) No. In addition to subscribing to our email list, if you have time, we would so, so appreciate it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review Honey Do Me. That helps us get out to more people, and we truly believe in all of this information that we're sharing, and the more people that have it, the better the world's going to be. Get us in the mirrors. <laughs> I didn't like it either, but I think it was important to say. Yeah. Anyway. So, heard it here first. Get us in the mirrors. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next episode. <laughs>